Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello, risers, and welcome back to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. Thank you for joining me again for episode three. Today is a very special day. First of all, it's launch day of this podcast, so it's the day when I am telling the world about it, what I've been working on, and really what this is all about and why I'm doing it. Episode two, if you guys have listened, my most vulnerable public share yet. I really went there, and I'm glad I did. I had a big old cry this morning as I began to receive feedback from people who had listened to it um, and were sharing, you know, how they re- related, or just that they were so glad that I was that I shared what I did, and that was just a deeply moving, full circle kind of moment for me. Remember the theme, the theme of my life, but I don't talk about it, but we don't talk about it. In fact, you know, that, that theme has showed up so many times in my life and certainly through my own spiritual awakening and journey. It's, I almost considered like naming this podcast, let's talk about it. I believe there's probably many others called let's talk about it, but I was just like, dude, Let's talk about it should definitely be my tagline to the Intuitive Rising podcast. So here we are. We're going to talk about it again. We're going to talk about all of the feels that are surfacing today. Not only is today launch day of this podcast, it is very significant to me personally. And it's why I chose today, January 23rd is the day that I'm recording this, the day that I launched this. Um... That's deeply personal and significant. January 23rd today, it is the five-year anniversary of my dad's passing. So five years ago, my dad slipped away um, suddenly, unexpectedly, and the course of my life, my family's life, forever changed. And, you know, this, this journey and, and certainly some of the things I talked about in last episode, I kind of ended there. I ended with his passing. I ended with how he just never stopped communicating with me for that first year. Um, and also how I gave my mom my first ever reading from my dad. Like my dad came through and that's what he wanted me to do. That's how he got me out of my shell and to show me exactly what was possible for me, what is possible for us. Now I share this with like so much love in my heart, but also like deep, deep laughter and humor. My father was the biggest skeptic around. As I speak, I'm just getting like my telltale goosebumps that I get whenever I bring up something um, about my dad, right? Like I know my dad is here with me in spirit today. Um, 100%, I can feel his energy for sure. And uh, he was a big old skeptic. So I, although I wasn't 
kind of even aware that I was a medium before he passed away. I definitely knew I was intuitive. I definitely knew I had psychic senses. Um, I did share about my friend in episode two and how she um, realized that she was a medium about a year and a bit before I did and how I was a bit of her guinea pig in the sense that while she was doing her mediumship development, she would often say, hey, Amy, can I practice on you? Yes, yes, of course. Please do. Um, and so my dad, you know, kind of was like this about us. Cuckoo. Okay, Amy. Okay, sure. Great. Like to me and my mom. You guys are nuts. And I share that with humor, like I said, because, you know, it's it, he definitely was not a believer. There might have been some fear there. I actually feel intuitively there, there might have been some fear there. But just in general, was not overly accepting um, or would have put any stock into the work that I do now. But all that changed when he went into spirit, when he transitioned into spirit, everything changed. All of a sudden it was like, oh, okay. Okay, you were right. <laughs> I've been waiting for that my whole life. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I remember one of the first things I said to him you know, in this, the year after his passing, in the months after his passing, leading up to that point, that year mark where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Leading up to that, I remember kind of joking around like, who's laughing now, dad? Who's laughing now? Yes. Um, that would be me. <laughs> Anyways, I, I just think it's funny. And you know, it's, it's actually not uncommon. A lot of my clients, um, I don't know, but a lot, but like certainly like a good chunk of my clients will say, I'm so surprised that person came through because they just really didn't believe in this. So I was nervous that they wouldn't come through. Happens all the time. I will get a sense um, as I'm connecting to someone in spirit if this might have been out of their comfort zone in their life as they, when they were living in their physical body versus somebody that was, you know, quite spiritually aware, aware and, and comfortable. I definitely get that feeling come through in a person's energy. And so I'll often ask, like, say it, I'll say, uh, so your dad, like, definitely thought this, like, that I would have been full of baloney if he was sitting here in his physical self. And, and the person will be like, oh, yeah, totally would have thought you were absolute cuckoo. Um, and I was like, but here he is giving such clear, <laughs> definitive evidence of him and his proof of life after death that's what this is all about that's what this work is all about it's that's why I call myself an evidential psychic medium let's start there really quickly um, before I get in a little bit more about my dad why do I call myself an evidential psychic medium well it's because I am naturally skeptical yep I said it uh, I need those proofs now, I would say at this point, like in four, four years into my journey um, of doing like thousands of readings at this point, I would say like I, I it's, it's not that I need the evidence to believe that somebody's loved one is with me or that my loved one is with me. But like I've got to the point where I do trust, but I certainly needed it in the beginning. I didn't ever want to be a medium who would say, okay, like I can do this because saying you can do this is a big freaking deal, right? You want to make sure if you're going to say, I can connect to your loved one, you want to make sure the proof is in the pudding. You want to make sure you can come through on that promise. 
And so I didn't ever want to be a medium that was like, hey, your loved one is here. They are so proud of you. Keep going. And I don't say that to be mean or judgmental. I say that that is a part of mediumship, certainly. Sharing loving guidance, loving messages, absolutely. Comes in almost every reading. But I don't want that to be the focal point, and I don't want that to be the only thing that comes through. I want to knock your socks off. I want to knock my socks off. I want to blow my own mind. Every time I do a reading, I blow my own mind. <laughs> do I'm like, what is happening right now? After, after I break, after I break the connection, and I am not reading anymore, not channeling anymore, I'm like, what? So an evidential psychic medium essentially means that my focus is on bringing through evidence of that person in spirits, personality, perhaps what they looked like. Names come through sometimes. They either come through very, very clearly, like I hear the name Steve, I hear the name Jonathan, or I'll get like, okay, I see an R, sounds like, you know, like sometimes it can be a game of charades or sometimes it comes through very clearly. Um, I almost always get, like the first thing I'll get is a sense of if this person was male or female. Uh, interestingly enough, I, uh, during one reading, I did not get that immediately. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I know I have somebody here and they gave me all kinds of stuff, but I never got that sense. And then I discovered, oh, spirit is teaching me something here. Sometimes the lack of something coming through is in fact the evidence. That person that I'm speaking about was, um, did not identify with male or female. They identified, um, they, ident they were non-binary, non that's the word, my goodness. I'm like, it's right there, I know it, why won't you come in? They were non-binary. That was the evidence. That's why I wasn't getting, hey, I'm male or female. Um, but yeah, like I get a sense of that normally first. And then I'll get a sense. Usually they'll show me what they looked like. I'll get a feeling of their stature. Um, I'll get a feeling of their personality comes through. It's so interesting when I do like normally in a one hour session, I'll be able to connect to uh, two or more loved ones that come through. Um, usually like two in depth or one in depth with like a handful of, um, you know, mini, mini connections. But, um, what, what comes through is like how I am channeling their personality and the way they talk. So I might do one reading and I'm kind of like talking like this. And then another reading, I'm like, oh, <laughs> the client is always like, oh my goodness, you are just like, it's as if she was sitting in front of me. That's what evidential mediumship is about. It's about really providing that evidence. And that is so life altering to a client. I know, I know, because I do, I do this work, um, you know, four days a week. And I know <laughs> four days a week for four years, a whole lot of spiritual connections, a whole lot of clients. And I can tell you life is never truly the same afterwards. A medium really should be like, you know, like the seed planter. I had a client once tell me that I was a seed planter and I really, really liked that. Like you plant the seed to what is possible and then the universe takes over and then all of a sudden it's like you just see things that you didn't see before. And I really love that. 
because it reminds me of something that my guide, my spirit guide, I'll talk about him often. His name is Matthew, my main, my main guy. Um, something that he brings forward to me a lot is like how as your consciousness is expanding, the things that you were kind of blind to before that were always there. It's not like they're just all of a sudden showing up. They've always been there. You just had blinders on to it. Um, I am a full time, a hundred percent believer. I was going to say a full time believer. We'll say that too. Um, that we are never given more than we can handle. So we really don't want to rush our development. We need to let it unfold. It's okay to push ourselves slightly, right? Sometimes we need the push out of our comfort zone to be more, to do more um, than we perceive that maybe we have some limiting self-beliefs over what we can do. So it's okay for some like gentle push, but we don't ever want to just kind of like bombard um, our senses and become completely overwhelmed because what happens then is then you can shut down. If your consciousness is not ready for, you know, full on spiritual communication all at once, that could cause some problems, right? You could shut down. It could be very scary. Happens to a lot of us sensitives, seers, psychic mediums when we're children. A lot of us are like, what is happening? And get scared and shut down. I think that's partly just because our society doesn't really talk about it. But let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I am very high vibe today. I got all my cries out earlier. I was having a big old sob fest because, you know, the, the energy of today is, it's kind of melancholy. I'm sad, but I'm also happy. It is the anniversary of my father's passing. It's been five years today. And so I'm sad that he's not physically here. I'm sad of how his passing happened and what he would have experienced during it. I'm sad that he had to go just as so many things were happening in our family. But I'm happy because I know where he is. He's okay. I know his, he still exists. It's not the end of him. That he lives on in some capacity. I'm happy that I have the ability to connect to him and to talk to him and receive signs and synchronicities from him. That lets me know that he's okay and that he's supportive. I'm happy he's not in pain. I'm happy he is reunited with loved ones of his who passed before him and after him. So this episode, episode three, I really just want to dedicate in memory to my dad. His name was Billy. He was 60 years old. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you something. I shared this today in my on my personal Facebook and I wrote this in 2018 which was the year he passed I wrote this on Father's Day so it would have been like six months after his passing I'm gonna read it to you a little inside sneak peek at my relationship with my dad this is in memory of him so I write, my dad and I circa early 1990s, this was in reference to a picture that I had posted with this text. 
My dad was such a character. Pretty sure he was feeling pretty suave here. He was like David Hasselhoff in the 80s. Dad was a motion picture projectionist by trade. One of my earliest memories was me sitting on a stool by the film projector looking through the little glass window that looked out onto the big screen. That was when he worked at the Oxford Theatre. This is in Halifax, Nova Scotia that this happened. This is where I am from. The film was the original Jungle Book. I sat there and watched my dad skillfully thread and splice the film into the big machine. I thought he was the cat's meow. During my teen years, he moved on to work at the Empire Theater in Bedford. And every Friday night, I'd grab a friend and later a boyfriend, and we'd go to work with my dad and watch back-to-back -back movies and then come home with him long after midnight. Still thought he was the cat's meow then. He also worked at the Metro Center, as it was called then, as a member of the light and sound crew. He worked countless concerts and the annual Nova Scotia tattoo. In fact, my mom went into labor during the tattoo one year, and my dad had to run off to meet her at the hospital in the middle of the show. My sister was known as the tattoo baby for a while. I got my love of music from my dad. I don't remember, I don't remember many times that music wasn't playing in our home. He had this big elaborate sound system and would sit outside on a long lawn chair baking in the sun. All of the classic 70s and 80s music will forever be the soundtrack to my childhood. Dad didn't always have it easy, but he always persevered. He always tried. And I know it wasn't easy for him to express emotion. And as a young girl, that was really hard for me. But as I grew up and had children of my own, I saw his love through a different lens. I saw it through his hard work. I saw it in his meticulous attention to detail. I saw it in his big picture dreams. I saw it in him letting me tag along to work with him and plopping me down on a little wooden sp stool. <laughs> I always said spoon. A little wooden stool and letting me watch the show. Love you and missing you forever. That's my dad. Today we dedicate this episode to you. Love you. I want to move in. I'm going to segue. I'm like, how do I segue out of that? I don't know. I'm going to segue into energetic boundaries. This is a topic that's been coming up for me a lot. I put out a reel on my Instagram page the other day, yesterday actually, of some new moon in Aquarius guidance for us. So we had the new moon over the weekend that just passed, and I just wanted to kind of pull a card and see... What is the new moon asking us to work on this month? What are the intentions being set? What are we releasing over this lunar cycle? And I pulled the cards from this deck, which is my newest one. It's called the Empaths Empowerment Deck. Love this. If you are a highly sensitive person or an empath, you might just love this. It's by Judith Orloff, MD. She is a psycho, no, she's a psychiatrist. Pardon me, Judith. Um, 52 cards to guide and inspire sensitive people. So this is not like a traditional oracle deck. There's not a guidebook. It's really like just center yourself, take a few deep breaths, and pull a card to see 
what kind of guidance might inspire you as an empath. So the cards, the guidance that we had come in for this new moon in Aquarius was, I'm trying to find the cards, but I think I can remember kind of. One was about releasing other people's emotions, like not absorbing other people's emotions. So that does feel like a focus for us in this latter stage of January and moving into February. Um, the other card that was coming in was about setting energetic boundaries. So both of those cards together really pinpoint for this need to be really conscious and mindful about your energy this month. And if you have any energy leaks, where are you giving your power away? Okay, so when we talk about absorbing other people's emotions, you know, a lot of you that are listening are probably empaths yourself, highly sensitive people, intuitives. You are sensitive to the world around you. And when you are sensitive to the world around you, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful quality because it makes you able to relate to and have compassion for and understanding for people outside of you that are not you, right? It's, it's almost like you can feel the feelings of somebody else that's not you as if it was happening to you and it can affect you that deeply. And I, and I certainly don't want you to shut that down. That's a beautiful thing. And we need more people like that in the world right now. But what can happen with us empaths is we can get overwhelmed with energy. So we're being asked to be mindful of if we're picking up on other people's emotions right now. So it might be helpful for you to ask yourself, like if you're feeling super overwhelmed and you're like, Take a moment to go, why am I actually feeling overwhelmed here? Maybe you can pinpoint the exact thing. For me, a trigger for my overwhelm and stress is the feeling of being rushed. This is something that a highly sensitive person usually does not like. The sense of being rushed. Um, it makes me feel very overwhelmed. Something that I've begun to do is when I feel that way and I identify the emotion, okay, I'm feeling rushed, then I take another moment and I ask myself, why am I feeling rushed? Like, is this me picking up on somebody else's emotions and that's making me feel rushed? Am I worried about disappointing somebody, ticking somebody off? Or is this something else? So I just encourage you this month to ask yourself those questions the next time you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or if you're just feeling like anything, any kind of emotion and you're like, I can't really identify this as anything that's relating to me right now. It's probably attached to somebody else. And so all we really need to do to dispel that, to move from it is to identify, to stop and have the awareness, okay, this isn't mine. Just saying that is honestly so helpful. But as a next step, that second card was like as if it was coming in as backup for the first one to set an energetic boundary. So the card actually talked about like having an energetic shield. So 
what you can do, and it's something that I used to do quite often in my early development when I was doing a lot of practice readings or just kind of starting out professionally, was I was visualizing this white light. It can be any color you want. It doesn't have to be white. It's This is you choose your own adventure here, okay? Life is a choose your own adventure story. So do what you want. But for me, I envisioned this white light, kind of a golden almost light. And it would just kind of get bigger and bigger and bigger around me with every exhale of breath. And as I was doing this, I would say out loud or in my head that, you know, I was setting my intention. I, um, in the case of doing a reading, if I did this before a reading, I would set my intention that I uh, only want to connect to the highest and best good for the client. I don't want to connect to anything negative. I don't want to absorb the spirit or the client's energy as my own. I simply want to be a clear channel. And then when the reading is over to break the connection and to only have my energy. I also would extend this and do this if I was going somewhere um, that was going to be quite busy, like maybe Costco on a Saturday morning. I would just visualize this white light getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I would set my intention that as I was out, I really didn't want to pick up on everybody else's emotions. I just wanted to stay in my lane. I just wanted to be me with my emotions. I didn't want to pick up on the guy in front of me who just fought with his wife. I don't want to pick up with the guy over there um, with the sam giving out the samples, uh, his grandmother that's in spirit. Like I didn't want to pick up on any of that stuff. And so I'd set the intention to do that. So that might be something that you tinker with this month. Do let me know if it helps you. Let me know. Reach out. I'd love to hear from you guys. This is how we set energetic boundaries. We need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. When you are learning to set boundaries, you might be uncomfortable. Especially if you haven't been in the habit of doing so before. We have a lot of conditioning as people in the society about when it's okay to say no versus when it's not, right? A lot of conditioning, um for females and those who identify as female to, um, to, you know, be conditioned to always be helpful, just never say no, don't be rude. We really need to begin to get comfortable with saying no. When you listen to your body, because your body is going to tell you when a boundary has been crossed. You're going to feel some sort of physical sensation that's like, okay, my body is alerting me that we are dangerously close to a boundary here. When I think about boundaries, I think about, you know, this is what's okay and this is what's not. Anything outside of this is I'm getting close to losing myself. I'm not honoring myself. Boundaries are an act of love for you and everyone else. Boundaries are a way to say, it's the, it's the line in the sand, right? It's, this is how I love you and myself at the same time, because I'm being clear. I'm telling you what my expectations are. There's no guessing game here. I'm telling you, no, I cannot do that. No, I'm not comfortable with that. We need to get comfortable doing that. 
we also need to get comfortable with allowing other people to do that, right? Without getting peeved off that they've said no to us. We will build on this in the weeks to come because boundaries, as well as, you know, expression here, um, storytelling, is really my biggest my lessons in this lifetime. At least currently. Boundaries, I am really, really, really trying hard to work on. So they show up very often with my clients and their readings, with my connections to Source, with my connections to Matthew, my guide. Now I wanna quickly end this episode, episode three, with a card pull that I pulled this morning with the intention of what is the energy for today, January 23rd. Now even if you're not listening to this on January 23rd, it does not matter. Take it, listen, see how it feels for you. It is the find your purpose card. When you feel like you don't fit into this world, remember that you're here to help create a better one. Your tender heart is a treasure. It is. Your sensitivity is a blessing. Your sensitivity is a blessing. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you joined me today. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for listening to my story about my dad. I'll be back next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about energetic boundaries, but we're going to move into a new topic. We're going to talk about what the heck is a soulmate? What's all the hype about a soulmate? Do I believe in soulmates? We'll talk about it next week. See you then. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.